0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: Hello, football fans, and welcome to The Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Webber. Dub them ease. And on today's podcast, we're continuing, Mark, our journey through the divisions of the National Football League as we get closer and closer to hopefully the beginning of the season. This will take us all the way to the promised land of 2015 Oh, I can't
0: wait for football. I just want football so badly.
1: And if you've missed it, we've already talked about the AFC and NFC East. It is now that we move north. To the AFC North. Well, actually, it's
0: kind of the same region. Really, you region. just move west, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but not too far. I mean,
1: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore kind of stay in the same area. We had to go to we Dallas for a
0: little bit. We now just we're moved. Back.
1: Now we just go back to the Northeast and include Ohio. Yeah, that's basically what we're doing today. But we got the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. That makes up the division. And I'm going to drop a factoid on you. This is how I want to start this game. Yeah,
0: drop it on me, Ricky.
1: There are only two teams, to my knowledge, that are returning all 11 starters. An NFC team, an AFC team. We're going to get to the NFC one next week because they're in the NFC North. The other one, the AFC one, is in this division, the AFC North. Do you know which one? Which one out of these four teams are returning all 11 starters? Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. However, the only difference is, and this is where we're going to start, Le'Veon Bell, missing the first three games because of substance abuse suspension. Mm-hmm. So they have all 11 on offense, but Le'Veon Bell is not going to be there the first three games.
0: Which I think is okay because you have D'Angelo Williams back there, who is very capable. Uh, obviously, we all remember him very well in Carolina, Claw up. doing great things for the Panthers. Uh, you know, there was... Of course, when, uh, when Le'Veon Bell comes out, it's going to be better, much mm-hmm. like it was in Carolina where you had the dual tandem. So that'll help out. But you still have, of course, Ben Roethlisberger, who, although maybe people would say on the decline, great quarterback. You're going to have Heath Miller. He's going to be very solid for the tight end position. Of course, he has some good wide receivers there as well. Uh, so I don't think that matters. You know, I, obviously, Le'Veon Bell is an important part to the Steelers team, and we all recognize when they tried to move away from the run game, what was it, like three seasons ago, they yeah. wanted more to be about Big Ben. did not work well. Uh, but I, I still think D'Angelo Williams, very capable back. No problem. I'm not worried for Steeler fans.
1: There's only one reason why this isn't a huge deal for Pittsburgh. It's because the first three games of the regular season, you go – to New England, where, yeah, You're losing that okay. one no matter what. Well, no, no, no. I, they don't oh, have Tom Jimmy Brady. Garoppolo, of course. They don't have Tom Brady. We don't know how Garoppolo yeah. is going to pan out. So you're going to have a Tom brady New England Patriots on Sunday night to start the season. Then in week two, you come home to play the 49ers, who just seem like a dumpster fire and a mess of late. And then you go out to St. Louis, who... Is Nick Foles going to be – it's
0: kind of like Is a, he going to live up to his Peyton Manning-like potential? Yeah, is he
1: going to be a quarterback for the Rams that doesn't get injured? And then, oh, wait, then, then week four, you host the Ravens, but, oh, wait, Bell's back.
0: I just want to say one thing real quick uh, that's away from the AFC North. Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if both Nick Foles and Sam Bradford got injured week one? It'd be great. Of, like, that trade I mean, was, that trade was nothing. That, that trade so- didn't need to happen. That
1: it. sounds terrible that I said that would be great, but it would just be ironically great.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just this trade of the injuries and nothing changed. It's a whitewash. So, But to go back to the, of course, Pittsburgh terrible towel Steelers, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you're, you're completely right. This is a great way to start off because you have the ability to beat the Patriots, which you probably would not. I mean, I guess the Steelers do play the Patriots pretty well. Uh, mostly because they've been very strong defensive team. Uh, but they probably wouldn't have beaten these Patriots. Now they have a chance. The 49ers, we don't really know what we're gonna see out of the 49ers. You don't I don't think it's gonna be that great. It's not gonna be anything good in my eyes. And the Rams are the big question mark. And then of course you do have your first of two Ravens games, which probably split those two, but we're not and we're not gonna deal with the schedule too much right now. But No,
1: I just wanted a to a bring up start. those four games because before you hit the meat of your schedule, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell's back. Like, yeah. you, your first divisional opponent you got him is back. Le'Veon Bell's first game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's the Ravens. You don't have to play the Ravens without him. You play a team that everyone sees as yeah. the fourth best in the AFC West, third best in the AFC West, and then the defending Super Bowl champions without their fearless
0: leader. Exactly. And However,
1: I, I mean, I know right mm-hmm. as of now recording the podcast, Tom Brady just finished his 10-hour appeal yeah. with the league. It, however, if even if the four-game suspension is reduced, he's still probably going to miss that game against he, the Steelers. Yeah, he's
0: probably missing one. I think if one it gets reduced, two. it's two it's games. It's two games, yeah. yeah. So he's still missing this one. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a good start for that where it won't matter too much. Uh, And D'Angelo Williams, of course, is going to be very capable. And then later on. But yeah, I mean, we all know that those Raven Steelers games, what are those games? They're pound the ball and defense. So it's great to have uh, Le'Veon Bell back for that makes a huge difference for what everybody's favorite games to watch. I always find those games funny because everyone gets really excited about them mm-hmm. and then everybody complains about how they're boring because it's just defense. Well, and, and it's like, well, "Yeah, but this is someone's got to play defense in the league, right?" It's
1: Raven Steelers yeah. football though. And to me in this division, just an overall kind of a thing, I really don't this is the only division we're of right now. I don't know. I know one team that's probably not going to win the division.
0: I also and know they, that team.
1: And they got new uniforms this offseason. Yeah, they're brighter. However, the other three teams, Steelers, Bungles, and Ravens, I feel like I say this every year, but I've, I feel like any, th- any one of those three teams could win this division this oh, year. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it really is a toss-up. I I mean, I have my, we'll get into it, but I have my early kind of favorite, but they're like, just barely the favorite. You like the Browns? I love, the, love Browns. the Browns. You love Johnny Manzella. You know, I think eventually it's gonna stop being so sad in Cleveland. Uh that day's probably not today. <laughs> we can't but, have that. Yeah, you know, eventually it's gotta get a little brighter. But um yeah, I mean it's like you're just the tiniest inch above the next favorite, who happens to be the tiniest inch above the other favorite. Like it's just so kind of jammed in there. Everybody's trying to get into these to the uh the finish line.
1: And the one thing I will say that the Pittsburgh Steelers were one tie away from not even winning their division. Mm-hmm. If the, Beng- the Bengals finished with 10-5-1, and one. if the Bengals do not tie, I can't remember who the opponent was, doesn't matter because it wasn't in the division. Yeah,
0: ties are an embarrassment.
1: If they don't tie that game... There's a chance that the Bengals win the division over the Steelers because although the Steelers did have the better divisional mm. record of four and two over three and three, Bengals swept the Steelers. Yeah, or no, Steeler? Nope, never mind. Steelers swept them. It wouldn't have mattered.
0: It would none of this would have mattered anyways because Cincinnati still would have lost the first game yeah. that they play and they would have. Well, been kicked I mean, out.
1: the Steelers lost their first game to the Ray, and that mm. is what I love most. Is you talk about Steelers Ravens. I love when it's in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, you feel like it happens all the time, too, because these teams have been so dominant over the past uh, years, really. And both of them have quarterbacks who
1: have been to Super Bowls. Have, have won Super, Super Bowls. Bowls, yeah.
0: who get uh, They get their big boy contracts. And Andy Dalton's just sitting there like, come on,
1: guys, let me play. Let guys, me I want to win a game. <laughs>
0: Eventually, on, I'm going to win, I, right? Can
1: I get a Super Bowl, too?
0: Sitting there with, uh, you know, McCarran behind him, who's just sitting <laughs> there going, one of these days, man, I'm taking that job.
1: I'm going to do it. One of these days, and then Brett Musburger is going to come, and i my wife in the stands. Yeah, he will.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think a lot of these divisions, we've had the kind of quarterback talks. There mm-hmm. is a quarterback talk that we need to have about this, but you also do have the Cincinnati Bengals situation, which is not... For most people, it's not a situation. but I, For you, it's a, you always bring it up, though. I you, think for you, it's a situation. It is a situation for me because I just don't believe in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's not that great. I mean, I have a similar situation with the Jay Cutler in Chicago. You might be having a similar situation with a Matt Ryan you know, in Atlanta, a Colin Kaepernick in the 49ers in San Francisco, where it's like this is a good quarterback, but I don't think we're getting anywhere. Should we look somewhere else? And, of course, I'm gonna put it's it, a
1: team sport. I'm going to put it this way. And so you can't put is, all the blame on him. Although I'm a Vikings fan, living in Chicago, kind mm-hmm. of, I'm kind of a Vikings fan that really understands the Bear fan base because I've lived here all my life. Yeah. And with Jay Cutler, it seems to me that with Jay, if you, hate, you either hate him or love him, mm-hmm. and for the haters, it's, Get him out of town. For sure. Just, I could find anybody that can be better than him. Anything would be better than Jay Cutler. However, if you're an Andy Dalton hater, you look at it and go, well, you know what? He's not that bad, even though I hate him. Mm -hmm. He's better than what we could have. Oh, for sure. With Jay Cutler, it's anything would be better than him. And I, In the eyes
0: of the haters. And I don't think uh, that... AJ McCarron is a solid answer. I can see the only thing I see out of AJ McCarron is the next Matt Flynn who happened to be the <laughs> next Matt Castle, you know? So that's the only thing I really see out of this is just the backup who can get a contract somewhere else. But, you know, it's just, I think we can't ignore the fact that Andy Dalton does have the support of his team, of his franchise. He's got that nice big contract. So, you know, it, it's, he's not going anywhere. But I just wonder when I look at this team, is this team going anywhere with him at the center? And like I said, team sport, you can't blame it all on the quarterback, but we like to point the finger somewhere. Mm -hmm. No, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, and it's either going to be a head coach or it's going to be a quarterback, sometimes both. And I just wonder, you know, how long can you continue to go to the playoffs and lose the first game? How long can you do that? So far, what is it, three years in a row or is it four years in a row? I, don't, uh, I believe it's three. Think it's three. Two to the Texans, and then this last one. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I just I don't know. I just have to ask that if I was a Cincinnati, I would well, love a Cincinnati kind of, Bengal fan to come into the comment section and answer well, how long it's you're kind willing of to like, wait for that.
1: It's kind of like the talk we had with the Giants, mm-hmm. with the oh, Coughlin yeah, talk. Sure. Except minus the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, you don't have any wins <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, just, it was
1: two to the Texans, and then this past time they lost to Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning 2.0, yeah, 26 to 10. For sure.
0: And, you know, and those aren't—the Texans are, have been solid teams. The Colts are good teams. You know, you it's not embarrassing to lose to these teams, but I just have to ask the question of— because we saw it in Denver with John Fox. We saw it slightly— in Chicago with Lovey Smith not too long ago, when you have a coach that's doing fine and a team that's doing fine, but it's just not enough.
1: Well, here's the thing with Andy Dalton, and these are the past three seasons. 2012, this was the first year of the playoff run. About 3,600 passing yards that season. He had a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 27 to 16. His overall QBR was... Forty-eight point nine. That one game in the wild card where they lost nineteen to thirteen. He threw for hundred and twenty-seven yards, zero touchdowns, one int. Mm -hmm. You got to. If you're the quarterback, just that game, you're talking about. You got to score. The next year, throws for almost forty-three hundred yards, thirty-three touchdowns to twenty interceptions. They lose. It wasn't the Texans. It was the Chargers in the postseason. They lose. 27 to 10. He does throw for 334 yards, but one touchdown to two interceptions. Yeah. And then last year against the Colts, just get right to that game right away because, I mean, that's what you got to get to. 155 yards, zero, 0 touchdown interceptions. Yet again, that season, 3,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, but in playoff games, what was that, one total touchdown in three years?
0: Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. It is. And, you know, maybe you want to put the blame on Marvin Lewis instead, Uh, you know, the coach of the Bengals. So maybe that's where you want to point your finger instead. But I just, and he was a pro bowler last year. Wasn't he a pro bowler, like, alternate, yeah, though? Yeah, but he yeah. was a pro bowler. So, I mean, yeah, he gets the nice title, but it's not too impressive looking. But, yeah, I just think... I'm not saying A.J. McCarron is better. I'm not saying the draft is a better solution. But I'm just worried once again, coming into one of these seasons, that someone eventually is going to get, you've been good for us. You haven't been great. And it gets
1: better than that. There were two times in the Texans. He's always made the playoffs. Yeah. 2011, just the playoff game for you. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions.
0: Which, once again, great teams that they're facing. However, in the playoffs,
1: quarterbacks mm-hmm. like that's who you we, expect to rise. We see up. in the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning didn't show up against the Seahawks. The Broncos lost. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson showed up. Yay! Yeah, had Marshawn Lynch and a great defense showed up. They win. Tom Brady did enough to show up and then let
0: Malcolm Butler mm-hmm. take it away. And, of course, and what is the problem? And, of course, you can talk coaching yeah. and everything for that for the – Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, for the Seattle Seahawks. But it is that interception that we all remember. Yeah. And, you know, Russell Wilson throws an interception, unfortunate situation, but that's what we all remember. And I think when you lose the fifth time one and done in the playoffs – At some point, don't you have to sit there and go, somebody needs to get fired. Something needs to change. Either the coach or the quarterback. Yeah, and I think probably it is smarter to lean more towards the coach because Andy Dalton can be coached by someone else. He's a good quarterback. He can still do good things. He's got good wide receivers. I mean, you got A.J. Green out there. What can you Mm -hmm. complain about? Uh, But, I don't know, something has to change. Eventually, you have to win a game. You got to win a playoff game. Marvin Lewis has been at the helm of the
1: Bengals since 2003. He's been to the playoffs four years in a row now, five overall, and he's always lost in the wild card game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the teams that he played, 05, the Steelers, good team. The Jets in 09, that was the Rex Ryan going to the AFC title game. And then Texans, Texans were good enough and the Chargers were good enough to beat them for just a one and done. And the Colts went on to the AFC title game last
0: yeah, year. Exactly. It's just, you know, we're, I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad coach. I'm not saying this is a bad quarterback. I'm just saying that for the franchise, it's not good enough. And I think you need to get good enough.
1: And I know that everybody, all the Bengal fans right now are going to be screaming in the comment section, or at least screaming at their computer if they're still listening at this point. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like we're bashing their team. The one positive, though,
0: oh, there's for plenty of positives for the Bengals. The
1: positive for Andy Dalton: you look from '03 to 2010, two playoff appearances. Since Dalton entered, eleven to now, four and zero, and mm-hmm. like
0: four and zero, we made
1: the playoffs. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Made it four years out of four seasons.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of good things going on for. Uh... But how do you get over the hump? That's the thing. You need something for sure. But like we like we said, I mean, you got A.J. Green out there. Uh, Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard, I think that's a good combination, obviously. I, there's nothing here that's bad, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem here. Uh, you know, you have Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, which are solid alternatives to A.J. Green when he gets all the coverage. So, I mean, you have good things. Your defense is good. It's unfortunate for them that they're in a division with the Ravens and the Steelers and I because mean, it's always neck and neck.
1: I'm going to bring this up because we're mostly talking about the Bengals now. We're going to get to this with the other teams a little bit as well. But with their additions, I mean, their first two picks in the draft were offensive tackle, offensive tackle. So mm-hmm. obviously they're saying we got to protect Andy Dalton. That's our main goal. And then in free agency, they go ahead and get denarius Moore, a target for him to throw to and they re are they get a guy from green bay aj hawk aj hawk's a bangle now
0: yeah so they have these good options i mean demarius Moore, of course uh denarius Moore is going to be a good someone for alternative alternative again yeah which is you know they need that solid number two because they always have guys who are probably number three stepping up Mm -hmm. a little bit uh but yeah i mean they they have good things going on here for this team my my thing that I get kind of, I don't want to get stuck on too much, and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the Cincinnati Bengals because they're still a 10-win team probably, is they just get in stuck in that little bottleneck between Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and it's just, I don't know, for some reason it just feels that this team is not good enough. I just want to know how long they're willing to wait before some change needs to get made because you have a hardball situation you have John Fox. You had Lovey Smith not too long ago. We don't. I mean, if you want to jump to another sport mm-hmm. in Chicago, still we had Tom Thibodeau. We're still kind of getting used to this transition that we had in basketball land. So I don't know. You just you have precedent of coaches that get fired even though they do well because they, they just don't do good enough. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals have had the talent to be. Great for so long, but they're just not quite getting there. They're just in that good enough category.
1: Yeah. And with the Bengals, at least the one thing you don't have to worry about, and this is kind of a transition to another team because we got to talk about them. At least you don't have to worry about the Cleveland Browns catching you, even if you do finish third in the division.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The Cleveland Browns are going to just, because sit at I the mean, bottom.
1: well, the Browns right now at quarter, like we're talking about Andy Dalton. Johnny Manziel is a bigger, and I may I know some people may be saying, well, Ricky, he's not the first sure starter, but you went ahead and drafted him in the first for round. a reason. Yep. He's kind of the starter, or he's the plan to be the starter in
0: Cleveland. Which, I mean, I don't even I think that, I believe that plan has changed. I think I mean, you done. bring
1: him account, Hoyer's gone, Cameron's gone. Mm-hmm. Those are, I mean, Brian Hoyer was one of the main reasons you were seven and four. Yeah. Until Johnny Manziel took over, like not putting all the blame on Johnny Manziel, but you go seven and four, finish seven and nine, you
0: lose your last five. It's unfortunate to me. I this was a decision that had to be made, and I said it last season when they benched Hoyer for uh for Johnny Manziel, there was no going back. You couldn't have Hoyer become your quarterback again. So Josh McCown. I don't think he's better than Hoyer. I actually would say he's worse than Hoyer because um, he doesn't have, you know, mm-hmm. the only time that Josh McCown has ever been good is when he was throwing to Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, Alshon Jeffrey, all of which six foot two and taller. You don't have that on the Cleveland Browns anymore.
1: And the only receivers they brought in was they lose Jordan Cameron, who's a pass catcher. They lose Miles Austin, mm-hmm. only two receivers they lose who they bring in Brian Hartline and Dwayne Bowe yeah Dwayne Bowe though hasn't caught a touchdown in a while no he has not uh Cleveland doesn't like throwing uh touchdowns there are not Cleveland Kansas Uh, Kansas City doesn't like uh throwing touchdowns to their wide receiver
0: yeah it's just it's nothing you're not excited this is not a good situation for Josh McCown this is the same situation he walked into in Tampa that failed and this is why he was you know being basically booted out and now I they mean, have Jameis Winston. He did well
1: in Chicago, like you said, because he had Alshon on one side, Brandon on the other, Martellus in the middle, and then said, oh, wait, I can hand it off to Matt Forte? Exactly. Or use him as or a pass throw catcher? it to him, yeah.
0: Whoa. Whoa, oh, my mind's soul. blown. This team is amazing. Uh, we can catch balls.
1: <laughs> and then Jay Cutler comes back, and it's like the Ferrari just got rammed into the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, like the, I like comparing Jay or Cutler the to Ferrari. Well, I'm
1: talking about the team there. The team, the, the team's more like an old Mustang, not too mm-hmm. old, but like 2010. Yeah, pretty, pretty old. Pretty no, I'm old. talking about like 2010, where it's like, oh, it's a nice car, but it's not like mm-hmm. a primed like, oh, this is like an eight, like what would an 80s or 70s Mustang? Would that be like the real good one, the like I'm the not real a car up one? You're the I'm wrong not person. I'm not either. So but you, you get my, you get my analogy. You I, I my understand analogy. what you're
0: trying to do, Ricky. The listeners, they get, they get it. They I get, get what it. you're trying to do, Uh but when it talks. We have to, you know, talk about the Cleveland Browns here, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you could tell Ricky Not going to win many games. We're sad right now just talking about it. Uh, but I, okay, here's, this is the quarterback situation. These are just quarterbacks that are on the roster. Josh McCown, Johnny Football, Thad Lewis. Have you heard that name in a yep. long time? And, of course, he was Connor with, Shaw. with uh,
1: Buffalo, I think.
0: Yeah, not doing much. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting situation. Thad Lewis is gone. He's not going to be on the roster. Yeah. Connor no, Shaw it, is the interesting one because he, he was the South Carolina rookie yeah and yeah. he had promise if he was a project he is
1: okay Connor Shaw is exactly what uh, I can't remember if it was on this podcast or on the prime time podcast with me and Brandon where we talked about Bryce Petty mm-hmm. and Bryce Petty is a guy where I want to say it was this one where you can stash him away yeah let him just. No one even knows he's there. He can get accustomed to the NFL, and then when he's ready, come out. That's going to be, if I'm Connor Shaw, mm-hmm. that's my game. Let McCown and Manziel beat the crap out of each other to try to be the starter. I'm going to do me. I'm going to get equ- like equated to the NFL, and then when McCown leaves because he's an older veteran and Johnny Manziel doesn't pan out because he's Johnny Manziel— I swoop in and I become a quality starter. I'm not saying anything special. I'll say quality at best. But the problem, once again,
0: it's the same problem that Bryce he's a Petty. Plan. Well, no, the same problem is that Bryce our same problem that Bryce Petty has in New he's York. He's a shot in the dark. It, not that is that he has bad quarterbacks in front of him. Mm-hmm. So if he's still on the roster, there is a solid chance However, he plays in the, the season. One, the one difference he has is Johnny Manziel.
1: Is such a marquee name. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the fans of Cleveland. I'm not saying the media. I'm saying the coaches, the front off. I'll say the front office. Maybe more. I don't want to say okay, but they may be more bearable to a few bad seasons under Johnny
0: because he sells jerseys.
1: Not because he sells jerseys. Just because we see this with some quarterbacks where it's like you know what, we want you to be so good. We want you to be the potential that you have. And it's like you just start banging your head into the wall trying to get him to be something he's not. The
0: two things I would say about that, one, Johnny's uh, drugs and rehab issue, I think, took that away from him. I think that's gone. I think they're ready to move on at any point that Johnny football gives them the opportunity to. I
1: still still feel like they want, like, we drafted you this high – like, we want to give you I don't the know. shot.
0: I think they've had too many pr- drug issues on this team. They're ready to move on the first chance they get. But they would love him to be good at the same time. The other thing I would say about Johnny Football um, with regards to this is just that, like I said, the drug issues were a problem. But also, this is the Cleveland Browns. They move on like from quarterbacks like they're supposed to do that. I'm gonna, like it's their job, I'm and that's what throw, they're
1: needing to do. I'm going to throw this out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How shocked would you be if we got to 53-man roster day, cut days, Yes. and the Browns cut Johnny Manziel, just cut him and said, you know what, You're not, you don't even have a roster spot this season.
0: This would be my reaction. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be that surprised. Because I think it's it's like I said before. Now, this is a team that had three quarterbacks on the roster last year. Yeah. So that's important to know. But it's no use to have three quarterbacks on a roster unless you are a situation like the Browns where none mm-hmm. of your quarterbacks are good. Uh, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns easily could play three quarterbacks next season. Because Josh McCown, he's not good, guys. I'm telling you. And I'm from Chicago. I saw him play really, really well. I saw a guy who could have probably got us to a playoff game. He's not a good quarterback. He just looks capable in the right situation. Johnny Manziel is going to lose games too. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to get hurt. He's going to lose games. Connor Shaw, there's a good chance this guy is going to play by like week 12. You know what I think is,
1: I think Josh McCown by week four is going to look like a superstar. And the reason I say that is I look at just the first three games for the Browns. At the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm giving the Browns the edge there. Versus the Titans. That'll be an interesting one just because of Mariota on the other side. He can do some good things. And then at home against the Raiders, and I know Derek Carr is good, but one one totally winnable game, three very winnable games mm-hmm. before you even play someone like the Chargers. Kind of like what we talked about yeah. with Pittsburgh with the Le'Veon Bell, why it doesn't hurt because of their first three games. Mm-hmm. Josh McCown. Has the opportunity to
0: win all three of those games. The problem that they have, then of course, is Chargers, Ravens, Broncos, Rams, Cardinals, Bengals. Like, and I could keep going if Steelers, you Steelers, Ravens, to. Bengals. Yeah.
1: and then they get to the Niners, but then they have the Seahawks. It's a horrible situation for, and I
0: think like you're right. Those three the games division they can makes win. it tough because yeah. the top three teams are all good. in their division are really well. Good. The other teams, teams. Yeah, yeah, that you're going to play teams. Yeah, so I mean, they run into a bad situation there where McCown. By halfway through the season, I think McCown's gone. I don't know if Johnny Manziel lasts that long because I think the Cleveland Browns, I really do believe they'll be looking for an opportunity to get rid of him.
1: Last year, they got two divisional wins, one against the Steelers at home, and then they won in Cincinnati.
0: The problem, of course, for the Bengals, I mean, the Browns comes into, do they keep that third quarterback? If they do, does he play? Because Connor Shaw can do good things for your team or some other team in the future if he has time to sit around and learn. I think they keep
1: him. I really think they do.
0: Oh, or, I think all three of those guys are not going to be on the roster, for sure.
1: Or if anyone gets cut, it may be Johnny.
0: I think he, if Johnny Manziel, he would be on the chopping I will block. say this,
1: though, because we've already talked about this division. Mm-hmm. If Johnny Manziel gets cut, there's a great, great percentage that Jerry Jones brings him in. He loves guys. It's possible. It seems like of late, he loves guys with past problems. Mm -hmm. He wanted to draft Johnny. He thought about it really hard. So if Johnny gets cut by the Browns, he's going to sign with the. He's going to. He's going to at least try out for Dallas. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones is going to bring him in and talk to him and work him out and then maybe sign him.
0: Yeah, I just think that then Bryce Petty gets the boot. The the talk has been well. Bryce Petty's on the Jets. Um, the talk has oh, been... Oh, that's
1: right. No, the Giants. No, Jets. Is he? I thought Jets. it was the Giants.
0: Jets. That's why he's going to play. Oh, that's right. Because he's playing... Because he's he got Gino Smith. Smith. is the guy above him. That's right. That's right. But uh, the problem for, for this situation with Johnny Manziel, although he is the higher name, he also, of course, he does have the off-the-field issues, but seems like he's gotten better. But everybody who's kind of watched him so far in OCHEAs have said, he does not look good. Yeah, he's not making he any... He looks bad. Well,
1: Okay. The only thing I will say about that, kind of to defend him, dude just got out of rehab. Like, For that sure. could still be messing with his head. But at the same time, the flip side to that coin. The NFL doesn't care. You're in the NFL. Yeah. Like, or just any job. Mm-hmm. If I have a job and it has to be done, my boss expects it to be done. I mean, yeah. there are situations where it's like, oh, family member died. I have a funeral to go to. But as soon as you're done with that and you get back to the job. Checking I hate it at the to door. say it, but nobody's going to care yeah. that you're mentally not ready for this. Especially with me as a teacher, those kids come in the door. I got to be mm-hmm. like you said, leave it at the door because yeah. I got to be ready to go.
0: And you know who especially doesn't care about Johnny Manziel's problems? Connor Shaw. Oh Who's yeah, sitting back there, he's, he's saying he's going to be chomping at the bit. Yeah, he's saying I'm number two. Yeah, and I don't think I think a guy like Connor Shaw comes in there and he says I'm quarterback number one. I'm going to win this job. He probably won't, but I think he comes into this situation saying that where a guy like Johnny Menzel is trying to keep his job. He's trying to reclaim some of the stuff. He's trying to kind of repair these relationships because apparently he had no relationships in the locker room. No one liked him. So I think he's got too much to repair. So that's why I'm saying the Cleveland Browns, I think the first opportunity they have that's reasonable to get rid of Johnny Menzel, I think they will take it.
1: And the one team that we haven't touched that we'll get to now, the Wacko Flackos in in Baltimore.
0: Good things coming out of the the Ravens this season, for sure.
1: Looking at the Ravens, I'm looking at their free agents Mm -hmm. that they either signed and lost. To me, the two big notables, Torrey Smith goes ahead and goes to the dumpster fire in San Fran, and you have McPhee going to your Chicago Bears and Owen Daniels Goes to Denver. Besides that, I mean, they kept Tucker. They kept Forsett, They kept a lot of guys. And the only big acquisition from another team they got is Kyle Arrington. Cornerback from, he played with uh, the Super Bowl champions last year. Yep.
0: And I'm sure he's looking for another Super Bowl. Not sure he'll get it, but I'm sure he's looking for it. See, the
1: thing with Baltimore to me is they're just a a good, like, I feel like, Okay, they're a good team, and mm-hmm. like if I had to put a thing on it, it's going to be Pittsburgh and Baltimore battling out for one, two. Winner takes one. Obviously, loser takes yeah, two.
0: The classic Pittsburgh wins.
1: Cincinnati's going to be three. Cleveland back in the dumpster four. Mm.
0: I I don't know the thing. I can't decide if I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be a possible AFC championship contending team. Because I, I do think, I think we can pretty much admit, we haven't gotten to this division yet, but we can all pretty much admit that the, the Colts are going to be there. The Colts are going to be there. There's a good chance the Patriots are there. But there's that third team of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers going to be knocking at the door, trying to knock one of those two teams off and get to the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be the Baltimore Ravens? I think one of these two teams are going to be right at the heels of that other team yeah. to get into the AFC Championship game. Because these are both great teams. They really are. And they have, of course, always had a solid defense. Which defense? Does it win championships? I think it wins championships. Yeah, it does. Then you have good quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, it's been a while since he got that big contract. I think it's time he proves himself again. Because, unfortunately, Big Ben's a little older. He's on the tail end of his career, probably. Uh, Joe Flacco still has the opportunity to go out there make a name for himself because he still has a lot to his legacy left at age 30, as opposed to age 33.
1: Well, and this is probably not a huge thing, but for me, this is what I'm looking at with the Ravens last year to me was the in between year between having Ray Rice and not having Ray Rice because he was technically on the team. Then he got released Mm -hmm. this season is the official beginning of life after Ray Rice. And how is that going to affect you? How are you going to build off of this? I know that last season he didn't even play it down, so you can kind of say, well, that was kind of last season. But I feel like...
0: But there was still a question mark. It was was hanging over
1: their heads. This year it's not hanging over their heads. What are you going to do? Is Bernard Pierce the guy? Is Forsett the guy? Mm -hmm. Is he the guy?
0: I, I think he's good. I, I wish that the Ravens would have been able to get one of the two top running backs in the draft. I really do. Like Gurley. Yeah, if I, I didn't wish go, that would have happened.
1: Instead, they went with their first pick. They went wide receiver. They went with Paraman because mm-hmm. they needed to replace... A guy. They needed
0: to replace Tory Smith. Yeah, That's why they made and that And they pick. do have Steve Smith. Steve Smith is going to be awesome with Joe Flacco throwing to him. I'm really excited to see that. Uh, and then with Paraman, of course, there as well. I think there's a great opportunity for Joe Flacco to put up good numbers. Easy. They do have, they did pick up Buck Allen through the draft. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about a fourth round running back, but sometimes these middle of the rounds, you know, running backs turn out to be really good. So that's what, Uh, who was it? Was it Mel Kiper who was yelling at John Gruden about, you can get a running back in the middle of the draft. Yeah. And then John Gruden kept touching well, him. John, John Gruden kept poking him, yeah. kept poking the bear. Kept poking Quite literally was like touching him a lot, <laughs> actually. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they have this. And I, I think mm, no guarantees here, but you do have a guy like Buck Allen who can make a difference, maybe, because we get that every now and then. It, it's just interesting for me. I'm This is the probably the most division I'm excited well, to see.
1: And we brought it up with the, I want to say it was the Bengals. But I mean, since 2008, since Hardball took over... The Baltimore Ravens have been pretty much playoff steady, or at least eight and eight and above, because out of those seasons, they've won one Super Bowl, they've only missed one playoffs, and that was the Super Bowl hangover season, and other than that, they've either made it to the divisional game via buy or winning a game, or... They have, or actually, no, they've been in the wild card every season. They've at least made it to the divisional game or the AFC title game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're a perennial good team. This whole division's perennial good. You know, you're going to get there. I'm just, I'm interested to see, because I I can't think of the team besides the Chargers who are going to be in the running for the AFC championship. Because I don't think, I think the, the Denver Broncos, I think they're done. I think that's over with. Uh, Me, especially with a coaching change right now, I don't think you're going to have great things out of that. I don't want to give too much. Yeah, we're not I mean, we're, we're not in those divisions. That,
1: but I mean, we've talked about the AFC East and the AFC North now, and I mean, I know I said that Patriots going to win their division. Yep. And I said the Dolphins are going to be the sixth wildcard team. So if I got to keep if I'm keeping to that form. My divisional champion, this is on the podcast, my divisional champion for the AFC North, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And the fifth wild card spot will be the Steelers.
0: And even though I was a little bit talking up the Ravens, I got to go with the, you know, they bring all their starters back. And offense, offense, Steelers. Win- yeah, the offense is going to win you the regular season for sure.
1: Defense wins the championship.
0: And I think this is going to be great. I think Steelers edge out above the Ravens, just the tiniest baby bit with the Ravens right behind them. Uh, So I'm flipping it on you a little bit, Ricky, but I think that's going to happen.
1: And just so the listeners kind of get a mental picture right now, out of the four divisional winners, I haven't put an order to them yet Mm because I don't know. We haven't talked about the South, haven't talked about the West. But out of the four divisional winners, my two sitting there are Patriots, Ravens, and my wild card teams are already picked. Yeah, I've got Steelers at five, Dolphins at four. So I, I mean, we both have. I don't know if you picked a wild card team from the East, but me, I only have two slots left. I just mm. gotta pick divisional winners.
0: Pretty much. I mean, I, I definitely think that the Dolphins have a good shot to get in there. Uh, and like I said, I think the Broncos are kind of falling out. I don't think the Broncos necessarily miss the playoffs. I just don't know that they're going to win the division.
1: I just the big thing about me, especially with the wild card, I think this this may be the year we have the most interesting wild card race in the AFC mm-hmm. because I know we had a listener with our AFC East podcast where talking about the Bills and. How the Bills could be huge players. So let's just entertain that idea. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Patriots do win it. You have Bills-Dolphins in this division. Let's say we'll go with your idea. The Steelers win it. ravens Bengals. Yep. And then, I mean, the South, I still think it's... We can I'm, ignore. I'm just going to say yeah, this the, now. the Colts are there. Colts are there. Yeah. And then, I mean, with the other spots, Charger Chiefs-Broncos, because they usually fight. That's seven teams. Mm-hmm. Well
0: six Which, six yeah, i mean you basically 16 and of course one of these teams that we list is probably going to surprise everyone yeah. and be, you know awful but that's six teams
1: fighting for mm-hmm. two
0: spots yeah it's gonna be interesting it's gonna and be, mean, be interesting if a for team sure.
1: like the browns or the raiders or the mm-hmm. jets probably not the jets yeah, if the they jets. surprise and make it a four-team race that could be even better probably won't happen but it could make things better.
0: Yeah, and we do, of course, have to sit I mean, we're ignoring schedules and everything right now. Because yeah, obviously some of this is impossible. Yeah. You know, you can't really have like a seven-team race to get in here. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think I would be trying to decide if if I think the Bengals will miss. Do you, What's the percentage that you think only two teams from this division get in? As opposed to three.
1: Well, I already said the Dolphins are getting in, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ninety percent.
0: You think ninety percent that, that, that the Bengal that a third team does get in from the North?
1: That won't ninety percent okay. that they won't because I'm gonna even say this. I'm high on the Dolphins, mm-hmm. but I will even say the Bills too are gonna make it a race.
0: Oh, I I, don't, I disagree. They
1: are gonna make it a not really a race to where they make it, mm-hmm. but that. I don't think one division is going to have three teams. In the AFC, is mm. going to have three teams make the playoffs. I think we see two at the most.
0: I still think the NFC that the or the AFC North can get three teams in. I still believe it, only because I don't believe in Kansas City, and I think that the Denver Broncos are kind of falling off a bit. It's the end of Peyton Manning's career. He's got to call it at some point.
1: One of them has to get in with the division, though. Oh yeah. I'm, well, I'm already. I mean, we can't have an NFC West from like what was that? oh nine, oh ten? You was 0-9 like where it was the like the eight and eight, the seven and nine team that made the playoffs, that Rams team, I think, or no, that was the Seahawks that made Seahawks. It seven and nine.
0: I I do think that. Cause that's that's some beast mode action right there. But um, that beat the uh, Saints in the yeah. wild card, round. and then of course you know they faced a real team, the Chicago Bears, and got knocked right out. <laughs> uh, we don't need to talk about anything after that. But I, that was uh, a Super Bowl year, wasn't it? Wasn't no, it? No, no, that it was two thousand six. That was somebody's Super Bowl year, but we don't need to talk about okay, that. team. Okay, then that was eleven. We don't need to talk about that <laughs> team. Uh, but yeah, I just think I don't know. I'm I already leaning towards the. We're not revealing anything, but I'm leaning towards the Chargers more than I am the Broncos. I like how I say I'm not revealing anything, and then I reveal my division winner. But uh, so I don't know. I still think they have a chance to do cool. it because I don't, really, don't believe in the Chiefs. I don't we really believe in the Broncos last year, too much. As we learned last year
1: from your uh, Chargers preview. I love the Chargers. You're a Charger fan.
0: You're a fanboy for the chat. I think go, they're a damn good team. Go Chargers, go is what Mark's saying. Damn good team that just keeps getting better, yet they somehow <laughs> just keep missing out. I think it's the bolo ties, I'm not mm-hmm. sure,
1: though it's all about them bolo ties,
0: so the last thing, of course, with this um do we think there's any chance that the that the Browns are above five hundred
1: above five hundred, yes, playoffs no,
0: well, I think there's no chance no above no, 500 no 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 no, I'm gonna say
1: at five hundred, that's what I meant to say,
0: chance of at five hundred playoffs no, and then another fun one, how many teams are double digit winners? Two to three. Well, two.
1: If it depends on how many teams make the playoffs. If only mm-hmm. two, then it's only two. If your scenario is going to happen, where three teams get in the playoffs from this division, they're going to need. It's going to be like last year. They all have they're to do gonna it. be double digit winners.
0: I think, unfortunately for for this division, this is they all have really hard schedules. They do. No one in this they division has a chugger. good schedule. Yeah. So that kind of makes it to where there's even a possibility only one of these teams get double digit wins. Uh. But I'm going to go two. I'll go two. That's
1: what I... I'm going
0: two only because... I mean, Raven Steelers. I mean, I'm
1: only going two just to fit my kind of playoff scenario that I'm predicting Mm -hmm. so far.
0: I do think there is the potential to be surprised with some of these teams doing worse just because they play each other. They're all going to beat each other up, and then they're all like in that Mm -hmm. nine-win range because they just beat each other up so badly.
1: You know what I think could happen? What's that, Ricky? If they do play, and they don't play, so never mind. It's not going to happen. I was going to say if the Dolphins played the Bengals, it would be great if Dolphins beat the Bengals for a wild-card spot because they beat them in the season. Mm -hmm. And it was
0: just one win difference. Well, maybe they can trade with the Ravens. (laughs) Say, hey, we don't want to play the Tannehills. You guys can do it.
1: But that is going to do it this week for the onside kick If you like the podcast, go ahead, hit that like button. If you loved it, go ahead and hit the subscribe button next week. We're heading home, technically, because we're heading to our division mark. The Bears, the Vikings, the Packers, the Lions, we're going to the NFC North, going actually more Midwest. We, We went to Iowa a little bit. Now we're heading a little bit more to the Midwest before we go down south for the AFC, NFC South, and then eventually out to the West. So next week is the NFC North. Leave a comment down below if you agree, disagree, want to talk to us about anything that we talked about today featuring the AFC North. I want to thank everyone for listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod
1: for more great podcasts.